Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Hello, and welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. My name is Isla, your founder, CEO, and host. And today we're going to talk about how to be healthy with and without your partner. Um, This is something that I posted about on Instagram, like whenever I first started, because I was just trying to think of like struggles that I had dealt with or like my friends had dealt with. And it always got so much traction on Instagram. Um, I've always had in the back of my head to make it a podcast episode. And here we are in February. I was like, it's the best time to do this now. Um, And so I'm going to get into how you can do things on your own. Um, because a lot of the times I hear excuses or I don't like to worry, I guess, love to use the word excuses, maybe just like reasons why people don't feel like they can get healthy because then a, a one of a big one is that they feel like they can't because their partner doesn't want to. Um, and it, it really influences them. Um, so I'm going to talk about some tips for that. And then I'm also going to talk about some tips for what to do if your partner is interested, because I find that often once you start a health, journey, a health journey, then your partner tends to be influenced by you and then wants to do the same, but then there can create all these other barriers of like, just not knowing how to do that with people, um, or do it as a couple. So I'm going to give you some ideas. Um, I have three announcements before we get started. So first, um, I'm taking three clients in March. Um, so I am maxed out for February or had already had people signed up at the end of January to start in February. Um, and I recommend signing up for a discovery call around the last week or so of February, um, just because there's only those three spots, um, and it could potentially get filled up again. So make sure to sign up. We do have one spot for Lacey, but, um, she has a discovery call for her, um, tomorrow. So that potentially it's going to get filled and then she'll have another spot in March as well. But yes, I'd highly recommend signing up for discovery call at the end of February. If you're interested in working with me or Lacey for the total of four extra spots, Um, we have a new intern and she is really taking on doing the blog posts, which is great. I personally love having blog posts on the website, but it honestly is like one of my least favorite work tasks to do. I used to love it when I didn't have other stuff to do, but now I just, it always ends up at the bottom of my priority list and they kind of take a lot of effort. Um, so I don't do them anymore myself unless I'm just really wanting to. Um, so our intern is pumping out so many and we talk about every pretty, pretty much like every day, what we think the best game plan would be to post different blog posts. And we look at analytics and stats on what you like to read. So make sure to go check those out since we're starting them over again. Um, this past week, we put out someone, some new ones already, including six different soup recipes and four winter salads recipes that we've picked from other people's websites and just put them all together in like registered dietitian approved recipe page. Um, we really take a lot of inspiration from client calls. So (laughs) these should be really applicable to what you're maybe struggling with 
right now we took inspiration from one client call who said that she was just really into eating soups for her vegetables and also trying to find some new salads during the winter time. So that's why we have two recipe collection pages for that. Um, you can get alerts on when we post blogs or like we send out email newsletters. We try to at the beginning of the month and the end of the month is always our plan. Um, and we put what we have posted for the previous month. And then we try to advertise like what we think might be helpful for you to read over in anticipation of any challenges that come up for the beginning of the month through the rest of the month. So like this month, we collected some old blog posts from like New Year's or from uh, Valentine's Day stuff and some Super Bowl stuff that could help you that we had written about in previous years that a lot of people really liked. So all that to say, sign up for the email newsletters. If you think you'll forget that we post those blog posts, you can do that when you go on our website, it pops up. If you have are new to the website, if you don't have that option, I'll put a link in either the description box of the podcast or on the show notes page if you're on YouTube. Um, and it can be really helpful. We put a lot like different content on the blogs than we do other places, just because we know people who like to read things are going to be different than people who like to watch things or listen to things. So make sure you go check that out. Um, lastly, February brings a new challenge for millennial living. And it is to post three healthy like events or things or habits that you've worked on this month for social gatherings. I wanted to make it like, try to think of something you could do like in a relationship, but I don't want to exclude people who aren't in relationships or maybe this just doesn't work for them. Um, so, you know, the idea is if you do things healthy as a couple is like where it was kind of coming from, but in order to broaden it out for people who aren't in a relationship or something, you could even just post, like, if you're doing something socially, that's healthy with a friend or a sibling or a parent, you know, something that you're doing together that potentially can transfer over to when you're in a relationship and trying to be build those healthy habits, whether it's like going out to a healthier brunch spot or skipping brunch all together and going for a walk or trying a new like athletic event or something with a significant other, you just need to post three entries and you are entered to win a gift card of $25. And that has totally inspired this podcast episode. So hopefully you can take some inspiration and um, take part in the challenge and win the $25. Okay. So for our overall topic for the day, like I was saying, how to be healthy with and without your partner, I guess. So first I'm going to start on the without. Um, just because I think it's totally okay for people in a relationship to be on separate health journeys. I really try not to be a pusher when it comes to my husband, except if it's like dire and like lab work is bad. And I'm like, at least like get, get on some medicine. I don't care <laughs> if you don't want to make changes like holistically, like I always encourage people to do. But um, I, I'm a firm believer that nutrition and health and wellness is just one part of somebody's life. It's a part that like, I feel like it's central to my life but it's not central to everybody else's life. And it can be measurable to be with somebody who pushes you to want to be healthy or like want to be the number one thing in your life. So I think it's totally okay. And we don't need to bash our significant other if they are not wanting to walk this lifestyle with us. Um, so don't go into it with the mindset of like, not liking your significant other because they don't want to. Different seasons of life deems, brings different motivation for different things. And maybe it's just not their season of life to be doing it. Um, so overall, not trying to bash anybody's partner in any way, shape or form, but I definitely hear all the time. It's just not fair because, you know, um, typically when it comes to husbands, like my husband just has a high metabolism. He can eat whatever he wants. He just has to eat like three less chips a day and he loses 20 pounds. And then I end up like maintaining. So I totally get that. 
Um, guys in general typically have a higher metabolism. They also typically just like are taller and have more muscle mass than women, which contributes to the higher metabolism, which means they can burn more calories easily. So there is some science behind it. Um, but there's some things that you can do. Um, and this applies if you or your partner is a male or a female, I think there's some things that you can do to create your own habits and have success. Um, and these are the three biggest things that I see help people when I directly work with clients that feel like they have this issue. So the first thing is to change up the proportions of food on your plate. And this really comes down to understanding my plate. So I'll also link, we have a, my plate, so many like my plate content things. If you're a client, you can look at the module for my plate. If you're not a client, you can go back and I'll link the um, podcast episode that we have kind of discussing. I don't know if we have like a full on episode. We might just have to have a holiday episode where we talk about my plate. So I'll link that if you want to know what it is. Um, but you should always be aiming for protein produce and some carbs on your plate. Um, and then that way this can be adjusted to whoever you are eating with. Um, if you think about like a really easy way to think about this is like, let's say you're serving lasagna. So that's probably going to cover protein and carbs. Then serving it with like green beans or side salad is probably what I would pair it with. Um, by offering all of those items, you can decrease the amount of high calorie stuff, which in this example would probably be the lasagna. And then for you, you would just increase the amount of produce on your plate. So if you are only going to make one vegetable and you just make the salad, just put more of the salad on your plate versus more of the lasagna and like for your partner who doesn't care uh, this moment about trying to improve their health they can eat whatever they want they could eat a little bit of the salad they could eat as much salad as you they could eat no salad but that way you're not having to make like two separate meals you're just having to alter the amount of the meat the like amount of the things that are on your plate this could also come you know it's super easy to think about it in terms of just like a piece of meat so like let's say you do steak potato uh, and broccoli and we need to have another vegetable <laughs> salad is the only thing that comes to mind for something like that. I guess you could do like a mix of broccoli and uh, carrot steamed or something like that. Again, you would just want to make sure to increase the por portion of vegetables and decrease the portion of the carb and the protein. If you're trying to lose weight when you're a client, we get into the nitty gritty of like what that actually looks like. Cause we're able to give you calories and macros and actually like look at the proportion or like the measurements of what that is, but just generally without even knowing your calories and macros, just as a rule of thumb, increase the vegetables, decrease the protein and the carb. And you do not need to be making two different meals every night. Do you love our realistic approach on nutrition, but want to dive a little bit deeper? Let me tell you about the millennial living membership program. This was designed to help you stay motivated and inspired no matter what health journey you're on. We develop monthly nutrition and fitness challenges with prizes you can win if you stick with it to help motivate you through every month. To inspire you, we upload weekly recipes with downloadable food lists, monthly food demos, and we can even have a registered dietitian answer your questions on nutrition and weight loss. Our members form a community with other like-minded people to help support each other on their health journey. If you are seeking a way to stay motivated throughout your health journey with our method in mind, try signing up for the Millennial Living Membership Program for the first two weeks free by signing up on our website at themillennialnutritionist.com. The second tip that I have is to keep healthy snacks on hand. 
So this is a common complaint that I get too, is that it's just hard when you're around, honestly, anybody who's having like a really high calorie, tasty snack that you want. And then you end up just like eating them. Like if your partner is going to bring over a thing of cookies after dinner and you just eat it because it's there. I, to combat that, I always just recommend having some healthy snacks on hand. That way you don't have to feel totally deprived and you can still have something you like. I think if it's like a sweet doing Yasso bar is a really awesome way to like still get a sweet. that's like low in calorie, a little bit high in protein because it's made of Greek yogurt. Um, if you're wanting something that's more like savory, like chippy, I'm trying to think of your spouse brings out like chips and you end up wanting it. I don't think tortilla chips and salsa are honestly a bad idea. Salsa counts as serving a produce. I mean, if you do enough of it and then tortilla chips really aren't that bad as long as you portion them out, it's like 160 calories for like something like 16 chips, which I feel like is a lot as long as you're not doing like handfuls and handfuls. So portion out, bring over what you want to the couch and that would work. Or even like veggies and dip. I mean, they're a little bit less chip-like, but you can have some fun with some healthy ranch dressing. Again, I would recommend portioning it out and doing some raw veggies can also kind of scratch that itch of a savory thing. And then in general, I think fruit can really work for this too. Berries, cuties, apples, although it's not like as fun as cookies or chips, you can kind of parse out if you're emotionally eating or if you're eating from hunger, if you're able to serve yourself healthy, low calorie foods, and it fills that itch like of wanting something versus if it doesn't, you're probably just emotionally eating. And then we'll deal with the emotions in another way. We don't need to just eat our emotions away. But I think overall, this can really help you to have an option to eat something without it being like a high calorie thing like your partner's doing. The third tip I have for you, if your partner doesn't want to get on, on a healthy journey, but you do, and you're struggling is to find exercises that you really like to do for yourself. So hopefully you're okay with doing some things on your own. I think if you can, it can be a really great opportunity to honestly figure out what you like to do because you're not having a compromise. I mean, that is a nice thing. If you're on this journey on your own with exercise, you could easily just find the thing that you really like to do and you don't have to share anything. You don't have to make any compromises, you know? So some ideas that I have are like reformer Pilates guys can definitely go, but I feel like it is a, a generally like a feminine space for some reason. So I think that doing something like reformer Pilates can be fun. I've done it with girlfriends before as even like a social event. And it's something that you could do and it's like your thing. Another thing could just be like a fancy gym that you like. I know some of my friends who like to work out and their spouses don't, they use it as more of like a, a place to get away, <laughs> like their, their me time. And so they just find a gym that they are okay splurging on a little bit that is like their space that they go to. And so this could be you and it could be like, hey, partner, you like to spend money on, I don't know, like these high calorie snacks or going to play golf or whatever it is that they like to do. I want to spend like equal amount of money on something I really want to do for myself, which is joining like a nice gym. And that can just be like your space to do fun stuff. Other things that I think are like signing up for specific classes that only you like, and this could be something like a dance class or even a sport. I've had some clients that are on a health journey by themselves with other partner. And they take it as an opportunity to like learn about a sport that they really like, whether it's they used to do tennis or, or wanting to pursue tennis as an adult, they could take tennis classes by themselves at a time that works for them. Uh, running club is another example. A lot of, a lot of people will decide to like sign up to train for a half marathon or a marathon. 
and they do that on their own, on their own schedule. And then a personal example for me is pickleball lessons. I see clients in the late afternoon to evening. So I have like the morning until the afternoon to do whatever I want. And I would used to use that time when I lived in Texas to go to a pickleball lesson at like 11 AM because my husband couldn't. So it's nice to be able to honestly have the freedom. Sometimes if you're on a journey on your own to do something that you completely want to do, and you don't have to make any compromises as opposed to maybe like your partner wants to do exercise with you. And then you're trying to find time to do it together. You're trying to find like an activity that you really like to do. Cause I've definitely been in that situation before there are pros and cons, but this is a pro of if you're on the journey on your own, you get to totally decide what type of exercise you want to do. Okay. So I will say though, like if you work through those things, which sometimes I take clients and they work through these three tips and then they find out that their partner actually like finds out that it's easier through you to be healthy. And so then they want to do healthy stuff too. And then that brings on a whole new set of challenges because like Maybe you just only know how to do unhealthy habits with your partner. And sometimes it's like every Friday we go and like have Italian or we go get like the highest calorie Indian food we can find, or every Friday is like pizza night, you know, or something like that. And so it can bring a whole new set of challenges to figure out as a couple, how are we going to be healthy in times where we have to work together? And so I actually have way more tips. I thought I'd only have three, but I have five tips that I'm really excited to share about. So the first one, if this is you is to plan meals together to have converse and then have conversations around foods that you actually like to eat. Um, I've had some clients before where their partner is totally on board with them wanting to get healthy. And so when they come down to meal planning, they realize that they don't even really know what produce the other person likes, which is so eye opening to just like sit down and have a conversation about like, Hey, growing up, like what types of fruits and vegetables did you like to eat? And then you can start to plan those foods in there. If you've never had this conversation, I think it's great to start there. Um, And then that way, if you're the sole meal planner for the household, then you know that you can make things that they like. Um, I think also just meal planning together can be good if you have the time to do that with your partner is to sit down again and just think about like meals you like. Are there healthy meals you've eaten out at restaurants that you could try to recreate? Are there specific salads that you like to eat? And then that way, again, you're not having to make like two separate meals because I don't do that. And I don't think you should have to do that to be healthy. You know, find a middle ground of things that you both like if you're both wanting to do this together. I think with that, make sure to keep a list on your phone about what meals work for you. And then that way you're not having to like constantly feel like you're meal planning because that's something that I hear often that I should make a podcast episode about is like fatigue around like having to constantly plan meals. And we really shouldn't have to do that. We should just like find things that work and then cycle through, but it can be hard to remember the things you like, myself, including if I don't make a record of what I have liked to eat or what we've really enjoyed as a couple. Another way to do this is Pinterest. I used to do this a long time ago. Like if you get mostly recipes from Pinterest, you could make a whole other board and just change the pin from like a recipe to something like I've tried this and liked it or something. That's honestly what I do when I have something from Pinterest. I have two separate boards. I'm something I want to try. And then something I've already tried and I like it. If I try it and don't like it, I just delete the pen Um, or a recipe book. That's something I tried to do recently because I was honestly tired of losing stuff online and sometimes like having to coordinate, you know, a laptop while I'm cooking. It's just like a lot. So having like physical recipes, especially if they're really simple ones that, you know, work for you could also be helpful. And I think it's sometimes relaxing to like look at physical paper, something as opposed to a screen. Also going to the grocery store together to see what produce interests you. 
this is something in the beginning of dating David that I like to do because I think it's just like fun to get to know somebody. So maybe you're like first time dating somebody or you're going on a healthy journey with your partner. If you are at a loss for like what fruits and vegetables are out there, I think it could be helpful to just go and peruse like the produce aisle, especially to see like what produce that y'all like to eat. And then you can like make that list and go from there. I love Aldi for this because they only have so much produce. And that way you're not like stuck buying these like really expensive, like goji berries or something, because they don't normally have that stuff. They typically like have what is in season and then maybe other just basics. And so when we go, we can see like what's at the very front is typically what's in season. And we can say like, oh, hey, cuties are in season. I would really like those as a snack and then going to like, oh, grapes, that also looks good. And so that way you can go together. And the good thing about all these two is you typically start out in the produce section. And so you can like go ahead and fill your cart up with stuff that y'all like together. I think at least doing that once could be really helpful so that you get an idea of what your partner likes to eat if you're the one that ends up having a meal plan and grocery shop and stuff like that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly, Tilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My second tip for if is to cook meals together instead of going out to eat, especially because this is coming out before Valentine's Day. You could do this for Valentine's Day um, or you could totally just like order in something that is healthier. But I think it can be really a fun activity. This is something when, again, when David and I started dating, this is one of the, like, the first dates. And I think it also creates so many memories, especially if you embark on cooking something that is a little bit more elaborate. David and I tried to cook salmon burgers the first time, which I had never done. And like from scratch, it's kind of like an effort <laughs> to like scrape the salmon meat off the skin and like grind it in a food processor and then like try to cook burgers on the grill and stuff like that. It's kind of fun. And I think it creates memories. And then you're learning together as a couple what foods are going to work for you or not. And I think this even could just like replace a Friday or Saturday night date night if this is a pattern that you're stuck into always going out to eat high calorie foods on a date night like this and you're at a loss for like how else to spend time with your partner. Another idea that relates to this is um, also like taking a cooking class. This is another thing that David and I have really enjoyed together. I Like for a lot of holidays or like gift giving events, I'll gift him a cooking thing at Sir La Table. But there's also things you could do online. I was looking at Sir La... I don't know if it's Sir La Table, Sir La Table, whatever they're on. They have some online cooking classes that are honestly like so significantly cheaper. You do have to buy all the ingredients yourself before, but um, I think it can be fun. A lot of the cooking classes that we've taken there, we 
still implement the things, especially like there's this really basic one called like knife skills. It doesn't sound very fun, but I honestly learned so much and I always correct people now on how they should be cutting things <laughs> and it made cooking a lot easier just to have that basic skill. So I think either going in person and, and having that as a fun date night, especially if you're like just starting out with somebody um, or taking it as like, actually you want to learn how to cook something and you can do it online through their website. You could also do something like HelloFresh. David and I have done that before where we find like a more elaborate HelloFresh meal and cook that together. And then lastly, like if you're like a busy working parent or something and none of this is going to be good for you, an idea that could just be like one person prep the meal while the other person cooks, if that's helpful. And then that way, again, you're both kind of like learning about recipes or you're learning about healthy foods, your hands are in produce and you're able to experience that together. My third tip for you is to get more active together. So um, it, it doesn't have to be you going to the same gym or anything. I was trying to think through examples of what previous clients have done. And some things that come to mind are starting to, or like continuing a sport together. If you have time and like maybe y'all both have a background in a similar sport, there's so many pickup adult leagues now with like soccer and volleyball. And you could even just like play tennis by yourselves. Um, and that can be good, or you could start together. I mean, you know, I talk about this all the time, but David and I started playing pickleball together and it's been a really fun journey to get active in that way together on something that is like more than a, just like an exercise class, you know, and you could take lessons together. And I think it'd be a really fun way to bond and to start an active life or even like running clubs. So I know a lot of couples, like I've known in real life and have friends that we'll do this together on like a Saturday morning. A lot of like, you know, breweries or coffee shops have them and it's really social and some people even walk, but I think it's a fun way to like as a couple to do something and be social. A lot of my people that live in like the great state of California are able to go on like really fun hikes on the weekends. And I think that can be something that you do if you live in an area where hiking is an option to just go and make active life more fun and scenic can be really helpful. And remember that steps are a daily average. So if you get something like 25,000 steps on a Saturday, that totally carries over into your daily average for what the rest of the week looks like. Um, and then another example is implementing an evening walk after dinner, just as long as you stay consistent with it, because it's a little bit like less fun, but especially as we're starting to get more daylight and hopefully the weather warms up soon, this can be a really nice way to just spend time together as a couple, or even I've had fam like a whole family do this where they're able to like walk everybody. It's a really great thing. It's something that my mom always used to do growing up is to walk after dinner and it'd be fun to like, or I don't know if it would necessarily be fun, but <laughs> it was like a way that we bonded and like talked together. And then it really established uh, when I was younger that exercise is a part of daily life. And it's, this is how we can work it in to what that looks like. And so I think it's a great way to even, you know, debrief as a family at the end of the day. My fourth tip for you as like a family or a couple to establish healthier habits is to overall just find other activities beyond eating out. So like maybe these ac exercises like aren't going to work for y'all as a couple right now. Like maybe your schedule is crazy. But I think a rut that a lot of people get into is their only activity that they do together is eating out. And I think this applies if you've been married for a while or even if you just started dating. Um, and if you can conquer eating out healthfully great. I still think that it's going to be higher calorie than you can make at home. So I think it's helpful to like start thinking of other activities and some things that come to mind are art classes. If your partner's up for it, David and I have done that together and that can be really fun. 
I think also just like saving up the money from eating out and then traveling somewhere. I remember once we like looked at what we spent eating out, which I feel like it's hard to get in and out of a restaurant these days for less than $100. And then looking like, hey, if we cut out all of our weekend eating for a couple weeks, we could go somewhere for the weekend and go to get an Airbnb, cook, and it would be like a really fun way to spend really intentional time together on the weekend as opposed to just like doing something unhealthy like eating out. And so I think if you look at something that way, it can be helpful. Another thing would be to like go to a comedy show or a concert. I know it's a little bit later at night than eating out, but if you have the flexibility to be able to do that, you could eat something simple at home and then go out to one of these things after. It could be harder <laughs> um, to find, or maybe it's like less often, but I think the more often you add these non-eating out activities in, the more it'll just become part of your normal dating life to do these things or even go to the movies. I was trying to think of like a date idea that's not really late at night because I'm definitely not a late at night person and going to the movies. I mean, you can do it any time of the day as long as you don't get caught up on like all the popcorn and you know, you could probably get like a kitty tray with popcorn and snacks and stuff, but you could totally like just eat dinner at home before and then go to the movies. And it's again, like you're doing something if you want a date night, it's not active, but it's better than overeating on a high calorie meal. Okay, my last and fifth final tip for you is to designate healthy eating out options. So I was, again, thinking through, like, what do people struggle with when it comes to this problem? And I think a lot of times it's, like, you are with your partner out or even, like, with your family, and it's, like, push comes to shove, you need to eat out, and then, like, one person recommends McDonald's, and then before you know it, you're, like, I didn't even want this, but it's just, like, what one person wanted, and we did it. So I think even, again, like, sitting down and having a conversation with your partner around like, hey, we can totally eat out if it's a pinch, if we're in a pinch, but we need to find some options that are low in calorie. And you can do this by yourself if you know some places that you like to go to together that are going to work, or you could sit down and have this conversation. And I was just trying to think of some places for me and David that this is applied if you're like at a total loss and need somewhere to start. When we lived in Texas, Flower Child was one of our go-to like fast, casual, healthy eating places. They had some like fun meals for David that were still healthy and they had like a lot of great salads that I enjoyed. They don't have that here, but I think they have them in a lot of big cities. So maybe from where you're listening, they have Flower Child and I highly recommend going to them. I think they're great and they don't have a drive through but again, that was like our go-to like we just drove in on like seeing our family on the weekend. We don't want to cook. Like we'll go there. Another place was this Chinese takeout place, which they have everywhere. I think Chinese actually gets a pretty red rap when it comes to health food. And I'm not talking about like authentic Chinese. I'm talking about like Panda Express-esque places. They actually have a lot of healthy options if you are like just in the mindset of it. Um, beef and broccoli is one of the lowest calorie items on there and it's pretty tasty. You can get a lot of vegetables. We would go to this Chinese place that was a little bit more like a sit-down place, but I still feel like it was like pretty American. And we would always get um, the green beans, the Szechuan green beans. We would get, I would get like a stir fry. I think my combination was the Szechuan green beans and then the shrimp stir fry that was steamed. And then I just added soy sauce and it always came with a bunch of vegetables and some white rice. And honestly, that's a pretty well-balanced meal. There's a lot of options you can get at a Chinese restaurant that I think are good. I think we have a guide in our program if you're a client of some options. I'm sure we've made Instagram posts about it, but yeah, try to even just go to Panda Express and get some vegetables. 
another one is Korean. Um, that's one of our specific go-tos and we haven't made like a go-to list here yet, but we've already established a Korean place that might work for like an, a Sunday after church situation. And I just love that there are a lot of tasty vegetables and Korean meals. One of my favorite is a bibimbap bowl. I feel like that's really basic, but I just like how it's like pretty low fat. I I don't, I think it's mostly like steamed or maybe just like sauteed in a little oil. There's so many vegetables and the white rice and just like an egg. I always get tofu and it's a pretty my platey balanced meal. Um, they also have, I love getting a good like, kimchi soup. That's a lot of vegetables. They always have like all the little like kimchi appetizer things. So I think you can do a lot if you are interested in like making Korean, like your go-to, I don't want to cook type of place. Um, two more. So one is when we were in North Carolina, we would, one of our go-to, I don't want to cook night places was Peruvian chicken places. I could never find one in Texas, but I have found one in Charleston that I want to try. This was actually what got us through when we moved from North Carolina to Texas. I just got a lot and used it as a meal prep. Chicken is a low calorie protein. I love that the green beans, they have slaw that would totally count as two servings of produce. And then getting like potatoes, that's a very well-balanced my plate meal. And I feel like that it's generally pretty inexpensive. The last thing is pizza. So I'm again thinking like realistically, what's our like, I don't want to cook tonight meal. And it is pizza. And although pizza gets a bad rap, you can always decrease the portion size of the high calorie option. So like I said, our agreement kind of is like, if we get pizza, we always need to have a salad and we need to start with the salad and as much of the salad as we want and then eat the pizza. I find that pizza places actually have really good salads most of the time. So this is a really good option. Or we, a lot of times we'll just like go to Aldi on the way home from something and get a salad and a pizza from the freezer section. And that gets the job done. So maybe you could add those to your list or use an inspiration to figure out what a list looks like for you. That is all the tips that I have for you. I hope this helps you to get healthier on your own, but then also maybe like pull your partner in and establish some of these other healthy habits that could work for you. Um, remember to sign up for our email marketing list. I think that's going to be my call to action today, just because I feel like we have a lot of stuff going on on the website and things. Um, we also put in there just like our top Instagram posts and our recent podcast episodes. And it's just like all one place. I would just think of like what I would want if I was really interested in a brand. And that is what I would want. So I made it and hopefully you like it too. But until next time, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, you can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.